0: Back to the Board Game Battles podcast. I'm your host Randall, and with me are my co-hosts Jeff and Drew. Hello, hello, and it's episode 21. It's been a while since we've been on. Uh, Christmas took a little longer than usual to recover from it. Uh, January was just a write-off. There was no way we could get together and, and get some time in. So now we're back. Though it's it's early February, and we'll keep going and get some more uh, episodes going here. Uh, today's theme is um kind of a a pulp um pulp uh not fiction what do you call it um pop pop culture um games games that are really represented in in uh popular culture that um have big sort of have big fandoms behind them uh one is going to be Buffy the Vampire Slayer the new cooperative game that came out in 2016 you know Buffy being huge with uh due to its television pres- presence and then going on to comics and had the spin-off with Angel, but you know a really big pop culture uh, icon. And then we're going against the Dresden Files cooperative card game, another big, um, more in the literary crowd, pulp, um, pop culture, but uh, they do have a bit of Italian. Is it um, James Marsters was represented in both. He played Spike and Buffy, and he narrates the audio versions of the uh, Dresden Files books. God, spoiler alert!
1: Yeah, I don't he think everybody really play Spike. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh wow!
0: If you don't know that and you're listening to this, I, I can't help you. <laughs> but both cooperative games, um, but very different. And so we'll talk about each and um, give our our thoughts. And then afterwards, we'll have a we're going to have a, a Gloomhaven discussion. We've been playing Gloomhaven quite a bit. Um, we're nowhere near being done that game, Ew. but we're at a good point where it's easy for us to give our thoughts and uh, and on how the game goes. So that's where we're going. So, to start, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, the board game. Uh, released in 2016. Uh, it's a cooperative game, plays one to six players. Designers, a few designers listed on this game. Josh Dirksen, I think, is the main one. He's also the artist. Um, Thomas M. Gofton, Dan Hong, Aaron Murch, and Cameron Parkinson are also listed as designers. Uh, Josh, um, take a look at his pedigree here. So Josh um, hasn't really designed a lot. He has a a few other games out there, most notably other ones that are are sent around different IPs. Uh, He's done one called the Terminator Official Board Game that came out in 2017. I don't know anything about that one, so I don't know how um how it was received uh there's the red sonya her legacy neverland's legacy so he's done neverland i'm not too familiar with but it sounds almost just from the name it sounds like it could be related to peter pan um cowboy bebop the board game and one called manatech so that might be the only one that potentially might not be tied to some kind of uh um, intellectual property but so those are the games that he's done. So not a huge... He hasn't done a lot of games, but he has done quite a few in the last few years. So that's where he's really started to pick up steam. Uh, mechanisms for this game. It's a, a cooperative game. Um, hand management and variable player powers. Uh, and its rating is a 7.1 out of um, 489 ratings. So not a lot of people really have rated this game yet so it's been out for well it came out at the end of 2016 so it's been out for under a year and a half but considering that it has been out for that long you would think maybe more people have played it and maybe just haven't rated it yet um but yeah there you go those are the deets for the uh, game uh publisher jasco games and a couple others on there as well um but there you go so um, components and rulebook. Uh, components are, are nice. You know, it's um, mostly it has, a, it has a, a standard board. It shows Sunnydale, and all the various main locations around Sunnydale. Um, but then the rest of the game is mostly uh, cardboard. Um, it's pretty much all cardboard. So you have um, different tokens. You have you have some tokens. Um, some of them which represent uh, like one represents your townies and wounds. Another um, other ones represent demons there's tokens for generic vampires and then there's a standees for every character it, the game comes with six characters um, as far as I know there haven't been any um, expansions yet and I, don't, I haven't seen anything about expansions in the works but um, for what's been left out of this game you think there could be room for expansions if they ever do um, but the cardboard's all good quality cardboard, it's thick, it's, um, it's, you know, it's definitely def- good quality, um, nothing to complain about, there's a lot of cards in this game, there's item cards, artifact cards, um, there's cards for what's called Monster of the Week, and, and some other, and, and the bi- each big bad has, um, some cards associated with them as well, called plot cards, and they're all, they're good quality cards, they're nothing special, um. They're not the thickest cards, but they're okay. Um, they could be sleeved to protect them. I don't know how well they'll wear. Uh, we've only played one game of this ourselves. Um, but over re- repeated plays, I could see them wearing a bit thin. So if, if um, sleeving's your thing, it might be something you want to do with this game. But otherwise, you know, the, all the artwork is original, but it's it's really well done. Like I, I can't complain about the artwork at all. I, I heard... Um, I think it was through uh, another reviewer or something that all the wor- actors that were in, involved with the original Buffy series had their say for the artwork. So they had to be every piece of um, character portrait, whatever had to be approved, which make, when you see it, it sort of makes sense. Like um, he did a really good job of portraying each character, um, making them look enough like the original actor that um, you can easily tell it was that actor but still making it look its own sort of unique style as well. And then, you know, the, 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 board layout is really nice and all the monsters. Um, there's not a lot of artwork for the monsters. It's mainly the big bad that gets the most artwork, but, um, they did a good job. Uh, rule book. Um, the rule book is good. Um, well, you know, um, we were just learning the game as we were playing. I, I looked over the rules before and I'd also watched a video as well. And, um, but going through the rulebook as we were playing wasn't too onerous. It wasn't one of those ones where you're constantly hunting, trying to find stuff and not being able to find it, like some games. So uh, I, enjoyed, I, I appreciated that. There may be a few things that weren't covered in the rulebook that could have been covered a bit better. Um, but as we go into gameplay, um, I'll mention that as well. But that's the rulebook. It's a good rulebook. Nothing wrong with it. Um, nicely laid out. And it serves its purpose well. So, how do you play the game? Um, like I said, there's the game comes with six different characters. It comes with uh, Buffy, Xander, um, Willow, uh, Giles, Spike, and Angel. Uh, and so, there's no rules saying you have to take Buffy. So, you, you could play, you know, depending on how many players you're playing, you, you could leave her out if you wanted, but what would be the fun in that? But everybody gets a, a little cardboard... Um, uh, character card that has room on the side of it for action tokens and everybody gets four action tokens three standard action tokens and one special action um, essentially everybody else has a special ability which is at the bottom of their card a special thing they can do on their turn um, as one of their special actions uh, the special action is their special ability um, but everyone has standard actions that are the same for everybody and um, the standard actions are search move Use an items, or not an item, uh, locations um, special uh, feature. So each location has, like, text below it for something special you can do there. And uh, what was the last thing? Because there was, like, four different things. Attack. The last thing is attack. So move, search, use a locations special ability, and attack. And attacking is all depending Um. The attack is really basic, so it's like, if you're in a location with a vampire and you use just the standard attack, you can stun that vampire and that's it. Um, And then there's, I think, an additional thing with attack, but that's essentially what you're doing. Um, But items will let you do additional things as well, um, as actions separate from the main actions that you have. Everybody um, can carry up to three items, Um, and if you're Giles, you get to have a fourth item, that's one of his special things. And, and, and like I said everybody has a special um, action as well and it varies it varies greatly from character to character um, I was playing um, Angel and his special action was he can go to the artifact cards draw three keep one and then put the remaining artifacts either in the bottom or top of the uh, artifact deck how he sees fit um, but some could be um, I think Giles is he can pull four item cards and keep two so he's really good for cycling through items as well everybody also starts with something one one particular item um giles started with a tome as angel i started uh with a cross doesn't really make sense sometimes but that's that's what it is um i think buffy starts with a stake and then willow started with magic
1: did you start with magic yeah what is it magic
0: Magic supplies or supplies. whatever. Magic supplies, yeah. yeah. Magic yeah supplies. Some some of the items are just sort of generic. It's like magic supplies. You have a stake. You have holy water. But they're generic kind of a- items that way. It's not until you get to the artifacts where things get named and have a bit more specific purpose. Um, each item um, will have like a special a thing with it, like stakes. Um, as an action, you can do a fight with a stake and dust a vampire um you can also uh, sometimes quite often items will have a discard effect so and discard is considered a free action so it doesn't require you to flip one of your action tokens um so it is a discard effect you could also discard a stake to dust a vampire demons can only be fought with weapons so a generic weapon card uh holy water allows you to stun vampires and no regardless of where they are on the board uh tomes allow you to discard a tome to get an artifact um, and then there's garlic, which you can discard to put garlic down in your space. Um, how the board is laid out, there's all the different locations of Sunnydale. Um, there's uh, the summer's residence, there's the school, there's the university, there's attached to the university, the underground layer of the initiative. Um, there's the three different main cemeteries. Uh, there's the magic box. um, And a a few other little places like that, but there's all the different locations. Locations all have arrows pointing to and from various other locations near them, which don't affect your movement. Those are affecting um, the baddies, like the uh, demons and the vampires, that um, when it comes their turn to act, if they move, they'll be using those arrows to move. Uh, how the game works is everybody has four actions, one of which being a special action, and you go around the table starting with the first player, which is usually Buffy, but it can you can also use the alternate rule if you're using the rules of the last person who's watched Buffy. Everybody goes around and uses one of their actions, and then you know as play passes around again, then you could use another action, and it keeps going around until everybody has used all four of their actions. Well, whenever you use a special action... And it can be used to do the text of your special action or it could be used to do any other action that you want um, if you don't want to do your special action. But whenever you use your special action token, you flip over an event card and the event cards are broken up that they have um, two things that place uh, um, creatures or civilians on the board and then one event that will cause something to happen. So... In example, um, the very first one could say, a vampire is threatening um, the summer um, the summer's residence so you place a vampire token at the, at Buffy's house the second one could say a, a civilian is threatened at the at the magic box, so you take a civilian token and put it on the magic box and then the last thing would be vampires or a vampire or vampires or something like that move towards the closest civilian so you know, take a vampire that's anywhere near a civilian and you guys you can sort of choose as a as as the table can talk and say let's move that vampire um towards that civilian you know just to make things make it not, not too hard for you but you, you can control it a bit that way and so that's what the um the event cards do uh, event cards also have a special symbol at the bottom of every one there's three different symbols there's an onk. Um, a triangle with an eye in it, like the uh, Illuminati kind of, and
1: What's that? And the last one's a pentagram. And the last
0: one's a, pent- a pentagram. Yeah. Pentagram. Yeah, yeah. So there's three different symbols at the bottom of event cards, which could trigger other things depending on 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 what's out there. Um, when you set up the game, everybody has a starting location and item. You also populate the board a bit. So based on the number of players, you take one event card per player and just do the first two things. On each card, which is just populating vampires and civilians and demons around the board, Um, and then before you start, you also get one baddie of the week. And so, how the game plays out, you're trying to. um, There's you have one big bad that you have to worry about, and there's about six different big bags that come with the game, and they're they're represented through pretty much all the seasons. You got the master, you got the mayor, you get Adam from the initiative. You get Glor, um, glorificus, um, and then you also get um, Caleb, which is sort of a. It's kind of weird they they give you Caleb and they give you the first evil because they're both kind of from season seven. I Caleb are, needed its own mention. He I mean, is. He was pretty powerful. Yeah, he was. He was good. But, and he um, was
1: well played. He's a li- he's a liked villain for yeah. the series. Yeah,
0: he was. He was pretty brutal. and <laughs> Nathan Fillion did a good job with him. But, um, yeah, so Caleb is one of the big bads, and so is the first evil. Um, missing from that, obviously, is Angelus, because he is one of the characters. So if they ever did do an expansion, they could sort of go that, bring Angelus into it. Um, also, be, being Spike is, is one of the heroes, there's no real you know evil Spike, which Drusilla and Spike would be a, also kind of a good big bad, because they were sort of, when Angelus was around, he was, they were sort of a big power duel. Um, but essentially, uh, what you have to do is defeat three monsters of the week, and wow, well, so you, you generate a monster of the week after you generated all your, your you first populate the board, you get one monster of the week. Um, there's a big stack of monsters of the week, and you're only per game only ever dealing with three of them. So you do de- deal your first monster of the week out, and each monster of the week has a condition for defeating them. You need to have a couple certain certain couple of items. Um, and then you have to do a special check. So, um, I think the very first one we had was, um, oh, he's the German one. Uh, I can't. <laughs> he was. He, I can't remember his name at the top of my head. Um, but he was the he was the creature that was menacing um, children in the hospital when Buffy was uh, down with the flu, and only she could see him. Um, but his special thing was he could only be defeated with the character's last action of a round so yeah everyone has you have to do three of your actions before you could even try to attempt him and then you have to have two items usually specific to that character Um, his might have been weapons and um, holy water i can't remember for sure but whatever you need the whoever's going to take him on need to have the two specific items to take him on Um, when you take on the baddie of the week you discard the items in question and then there's a check to be done and what it is, it says check, and you're looking for um, one or, or two symbols that are found at the bottom of fake cards. So and it, say he needed the onk, and I can't remember for sure if that's what it was, but say he needed the onk, you would flip over the top event card. If the onk is at the bottom of that card, then you defeat him. If it isn't, then you're going to have to try again, and you're going to have to collect the items again and, and try to take them on again. Um Play progresses, so each round is basically um, everybody taking all their actions, using their special actions, dealing with events, and then once everyone's done that, then it turns to the monster side. Um, the big bad will have various text on his card, but until he reveals himself, there's usually only one thing that's taking effect at the um, end of each round. And depending on when it is, it might be at the start of the... Um, At the end of the round or the end of the end of the round. If that makes sense. Um, You'll see when his thing takes place. But. um, So you activate the big bad if you can. You activate the monster of the week, And when you do it. When you activate him this way. He sort of activates like any other baddie. Where he will. If he's in the space with a civilian. He'll attack the civilian. Um, If he's in the space with a, a, a character. He'll attack a character or he'll move towards the closest civilian. And it would be their their order of preference being civilians that are alone, uh, civilians that are with other characters, or just to a space that's closer to a civilian if they can't get to a civilian that turn. After the um, Monster of the Week activates, then the other monsters activate, the vampires and the demons that are on the board, and they'll attack and move around as possible. And then on the bottom of the board is a a sort of a track, and it's the... um, the apocalypse track and it has 13 spices on it and on that track you're going to be placing wounds that you get, that characters get and civilians that get killed by monsters and if at any point you cover up the 13th um, um, position on that track, you lose the game or you need to put something on the track and there's none available in the supply so like all the civilians are out on the board for some reason, you need to add a wound or a civilian to the track and you can't then you lose. Um, so you, the rounds go like after all the monsters activate, then you do the end of round, um, end of round uh, cleanup, which is if there's any stunned vampires or demons on the board, they'll flip over. If there's any civilians with characters and there's no monsters in their space, they get rescued and go back to the supply, so they're no longer on the board. Um, the big bad, if he has anything that triggers at the end of the round, then you'll do that. Um, and then you pass the first player token to the next player and um, you shuffle all the item cards back into a single item deck and then start the next round once three monsters of the week have been defeated each time you defeat a monster of the week you add a clue token to the board Uh, once three of them have been defeated and the characters have investigated all the clue tokens then the big battle come out Uh, whenever you investigate a clue token It'll flip over one of the big bad's plot cards. Each big bad has six plot cards, um, so t- you're only ever going to see three in a ra- in a game. Um, once three plot cards come out, the big bad enters enters the board, and the plot token cards make the game harder. So they'll make it so that um, whenever you have to. Move say move a, a vampire. It might move two spaces, or it could be whenever a vampire attacks, it could do two wounds or something like that. It makes the game harder. or you might um, move um slower or 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 whatever. but whatever it is, they make the game harder. So to defeat the big bad, you have to go to his space and get rid of these plot cards. and there's three each. Each plot card requires two specific items, just like as if you're defeating a monster of the week. And you have to perform a test, which is flipping over the event card and, and matching symbols. As soon as you've defeated your, uh, flipped over your third event card, uh, you defeat the big bad and you win. Uh, some of the event cards can really mess things up, though. Um, and we'll talk about that as we talk about the game. Um, because some event cards will stick around and affect the game as you're playing, for at least for the round that they come out. Uh, whereas most event cards have immediate effects, and, and that's it. But that that's essentially it you're um you're're you're just working towards defeating the big bad um, they recommend on your first play going against the master and so that's what we did um but yeah that's uh Buffy the Vampire Slayer. so yeah we we played that today it's actually yeah we're playing we played the game we played Dresden files a, a few a few times because it's a quick game and then here we are recording um it was a good game um I enjoyed it um, yes yes <laughs> yes i enjoy it too <laughs> yeah actually I, I i quite like buffy yeah um it was it, i think they did a pretty fairly good representation of i know. thought
1: it, it lacked a little bit of story was its only downside like yeah i mean if you're a fan you know who the master is you know who mm-hmm. buffy is all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. but Without that, it's like the the story of defeating the master and who the master it's is. Like, yeah, you defeated the master. Yeah, and that's it. it just kind of ends and there's no conclusion.
0: I, I guess when we go, even when we do a couple of Dresden files, it's definitely the, both. Both of these games are ones that have more benefit if you're familiar with them. Yes, definitely. If you're if you're coming in, oh, I don't know Duff Buffy, and you're saying, okay, who's this Dander guy, and why do I care about this? And yeah, yeah. If you if you're not familiar with the mythology. It's not going to be as rewarding for you.
1: But did you guys think it was a little easy in the end?
0: It did feel Mm. a little easy. I think
1: the only thing to me that like we got one random event card that in the final turn made a little bit more stressful. Made it harder for us. It felt
0: simplistic. And I don't know, is there a harder... Is the mode? master like the easy mode? Well, that's of the thing. If they they say they recommend you start with the master. I would almost think then they must get harder. Like he must be the easiest if they're recommending that's the guy you start with.
1: I, I feel like
2: I'm, I'm. If I say yes to any of this, I'm going to make the exact same statement about the Dresden Files.
1: Well, that's okay too. That's okay. Yeah, I mean yeah. It, it's fair if they're both the same. Like in some ways, yes. <laughs> okay we
2: we are supposed to battle this out at some point but, yeah um yeah i th- you know in in both cases they're they're based on a body of work that existed before them and um you know i i think i'm going to say the the same thing about about dresden mm-hmm. like the the gameplay itself is is relatively simplistic yes you know when, when you look at the at the weight of these games on BGG they're, these are not these are
0: not skulls. These are crackers. easy. Yeah, no, they're both fairly easy games. Um, like this one's rated two point six out of five, so it's like you're in the mid. And then I'd say that's being that might be a unfair bit. to
1: it for how easy yeah. it is to learn. Honestly, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. like it, it, its weight is low. It yeah. is yeah. not a brain twister for picking it up. I mean, we run into one of our bads of the week was no one talk until it's defeated yeah. the gentleman and, yeah. yeah and none of us knew the rules all the way through but we still got through to defeating him true to yeah. you know get through it and,
0: and I, so there I, can be some weird things in this game like that like the gentleman pop out like with the the baddie of the week being the gentleman no one can talk and if someone talks a wound gets added to the uh the track
1: but that adds to the appeal of the game quite honestly yeah. for me like mm-hmm. i like that eccentricity of yeah the bads i, I think
2: I'd have to play it a, a few more times and sure. Yeah, we with, only played it di- once to be with, fair. With different difficulties, maybe to determine whether or not it was simplistic. When when it when we first started playing, um, I I kind of had that feeling. I had Willow's character and in in the very first turn took out one of the the uh, uh, monsters of the week. Kind of true. Thing. Yeah, it just and, worked out that way. And yep. and even in this, uh, we we got to the second one, and. I was I was good to go for it. Like I, it was going to mm-hmm. be within one turn. I could tell right at the start of the turn, I could take this out. Um, you know, just from you know the yep. the order of play, it turned out you know
0: Randall was a know, little bit quicker to get yeah, there. Yeah, because I had a one. He well, also and had an artifact uh, helped. that helped. It made it a bit easier. But then I, it didn't work for me, did it? No, well, you failed. It the I failed. First yeah. time. But then I was able to trade because yeah. trading is a free action. I was able to trade with somebody to get the artifact that I had to them, yeah. so they could try. Yeah.
2: So at that point, I, I that was my feeling. I was like, oh, this is you know I, either Willow's like horribly overpowered or this is just you know easy. But again, maybe it was you know we're, we're starting at the easiest level or something like that. Mm-hmm. But it but um, you know getting into the end, especially when we we're going after the the master, it was like, oh, this is you know suddenly it's. It did amp we're, up a little bit, but I, yeah, that was only because of the
1: card that prevented us from moving where we wanted to when we wanted to. Yeah.
2: sure. But that, but you know, and that could have come but out. But who at knows what else? Any could have come point out. in the game, so yeah. the, the tension did start to ramp up. But that's why I'm saying I think you know I, I'd need to to um, play it a few more times to determine whether or not it's too easy. Well,
1: you know, I think the but... part that see you almost come to because all of the creatures of the week that you fight require you to draw an event card for the test yeah and it's always two symbols it seems to me that you can choose between for all of them and there's only three symbols so like there's your your illuminati symbol and the pentagram pentagram, yeah so it it we only had that test fail once so maybe if you're unlucky it'd be frustrating because you aren't pulling the test properly and stuff like that that's more of a luck thing but it seems a one in three so have like a 66 percent chance yeah, to, to pull the to right pull symbol. the right
0: symbol because yeah, yeah every um yeah creature of the week whatever has two different symbols that are required to uh during the test and then so yeah out of three different symbols yeah and I mean, we did we did more than the six tests required
1: because we had some artifacts that did some tests mm-hmm. for us and stuff. But we failed one test out of all of the tests that we did. Yeah, and well,
2: we'd have to see yeah. how that played out with you know fewer players too. We're playing with five, mm-hmm. you know, potentially if you if you were playing with two or three, um, and and you and you failed it, you you might be scrambling to. to but then find there's the, the... there's
1: less events to populate. True monsters. So true. I, true, I because, mean, at the end um, of the day, I, I think I, it would scale yeah. okay with less people.
2: I, I typically don't find co-ops horribly difficult. It varies. I mean, th- really there's some where it's just... I mean, there's soul-crushing, like, yeah, you know, <laughs> you know, and anything with Cthulhu. <laughs> <laughs> um, True. Yep. But, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, I didn't get them
1: For a cooperative game, it, it's on the lower end yeah. of the game's going to smash you. Yeah. yeah. Like, it, yeah. it's very much... Uh, this one you you probably will come out of feeling good like you've accomplished it rather mm-hmm.
0: than it, being it, defeated. It, it wasn't yeah it wasn't crushing um, as far as um, difficulty, but it, then it wasn't too easy either. Like it didn't feel no. like a cakewalk. Yep. No. But then it all it's all random too. There's the randomness of how cards come out. Yeah. And and all that how things can be affected. Um, how the vampires are going to you know whether or not you're going to be able to stun enough vampires so that. Or, or defeat enough vampires and demons so that they don't munch down on on, on townies Your townies.
1: Too. Yeah, and we, we did a good job of preventing the townies from even getting hurt until the last turn. Yeah. Like, the last round that we did, we kind of left the townies to their own devices so that yeah. we could
0: defeat the guy. And um, I guess it depends if you're... Uh, there's also um, a bit of a scale, too, so... As Depending if, if you do succeed in the thing, there's like a, a rating. like Depending on how far up the apocalypse track you got, depends on, um, you know, if you're able to keep the apocalypse track fairly well. Yeah, like we were one below. step
1: away from Slayer for our yeah. first playthrough, so which we, we is the best rating.
0: The best rating is Slayer. As long as you don't go above six um, markers on the apocalypse track, you're considered the Slayers or whatever. That's, that's the best rating you can get. Or I think the worst rating is if you get out the twelve items, Townie, you're Townie, yeah. (laughs) And I think the was it Scoobies? Scoobies, yeah. Scoobies was the third one. one. So yeah, not the not uh, not the most difficult co op out there for sure. Enjoyable, but enjoyable. Yeah, Yeah, everyone had fun.
2: I I think my favorite part of this was the the artwork. Yeah, Um, and not not like it was there was a lot of it, but. you know the flavor text on on each one of the character cards. They they essentially pulled a quote from, you know, somewhere in in you know in the show. Yeah, there could um, have been more flavor so I text. It was, yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, more would have been better. Because
0: yeah, like other than the character cards having a bit of flavor text and maybe the the big bads having a little bit of flavor text, there wasn't any other flavor text really. Um, like you look at these, like because you have a lot of they're looking at these artifacts. You know, there's some pretty big ones that you'll recognize right away as if you if you're familiar with the show, like um, the Troll Gods Hammer, the Box of Gavrock, um, the Glove of Minagon. Like these are big items that showed up in the show. But you know, it tells you you know when you draw this artifact or whatever, it does this. But that would have been nice gameplay. Yeah, yes. that would have been nice as a quote from the show to do mm. what the artifact was in here would really add a lot to it. Um because yeah other than the the creature of the week uh, nothing else had any kind of uh uniqueness to it like vampires are vampires demons are demons that was that was about it um was there much flavor text for the uh dudes of the week um no there's actually not Yeah basically no flavor it, text if
1: you're familiar with the show and you're a huge yeah, fan yeah. you're going to get what this You'll, you'll recognize the them, and yes. you'll,
0: you'll know what it is.
2: It will remind you of the show.
0: Yes, absolutely. <laughs> um, and like as we mentioned, as we were playing, we got the uh, the gentleman, so there was no talking. You could also draw Mister um, Sweet and and have your own little musical episode because <laughs> you have to sing all your actions or what you're doing. But and if you don't know the show, God, you're just going to look
1: come. at these like, what the hell? Why? Why, yeah, am, I why am I singing? <laughs> yeah, like.
0: No, it's true. Because it doesn't
1: explain anything. So, yeah. like I said from the beginning, I would have liked a little bit more story. But I understood yeah. what was going on because I've seen Buffy. Like, yep. I know the story. So, it made sense to me. But as, as an outsider coming to the game, it's like there's no explanation.
0: Yeah, the only other flavor text is on. Yeah, so the characters all had a little bit of, you know, a quote from each of them. And then there's a bit of um, flavor text for each big bad and that's it. That's the yeah. only flavor text in the whole game. And that's a bit of a, I think, a, a, a shortcoming. It could have been a little bit better if they just had more of that.
2: Well, and, I, and I'll just come here and say it. We'll just jump to the end of this and say, <laughs> if you are not familiar with either of the bodies of work, Buffy the Vampire Slayer or of don't buy these. True. Yeah, you you are likely not going to get enough yeah. out of it.
0: If you're not a fan of either of these, yeah. these properties, then... Go buy a different game. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you even listening to this? Yes. <laughs> But that's um, I think that's good. We we yeah. talked about Buffy. That's how that's 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 it for Buffy. Yeah, it's uh it was definitely a good game. Mm-hmm. Um, could yeah could definitely lighter, but um still enjoyable. Uh, now we'll move on to the Dresden Files, cooperative card game, came out in 2017. Uh, it's a one to five player game. Uh, designer Eric B Vogel, artists Fred Hicks, Chris McGrath, Tyler. Walpole. Hmm. Publisher, Evil Hat Productions. Uh, it's got a 7.2 out of 840 ratings. So similar. not A little bit more ratings, actually, but um, similar kind of rating to uh, to the Buffy one. Um, previous games that Eric has worked on. Eric definitely has a bit more of um, a body of work uh, than the previous designer. The um, Dresden Files being the most recent. It has a couple of expansions. And a couple also little mini expansions that you can get from the Board Game Geek store. Uh, But the the expansions themselves aren't huge. They're just adding more books. So The Dresden Files is very much centered around each individual book as an adventure. Uh, There's currently, you know, about 15 books, not including the side jobs and those kind of books. So I think there's a comic book as
1: well or something. Oh, you know, I'm even
0: familiar with the... Um, Animated uh, that kind of thing, like yeah. The, cart, the 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 cart, um, any comics or anything like that. There was a television show, and I I did watch the television show way back when it was on, and I enjoyed it, even though it was very different from the books. It was still, I thought, enjoyable. Uh, other games he's done: Kaiju Incorporated, Don't Turn Your Back, Zeppelin Attack. Games I'm not really familiar with, but um, let's see. Anything else? Uh, Cola. Romans, go home. Nothing that's, I would say, been of note that, I, that I'm that i familiar with anyways. But he has definitely designed some other things. Uh, okay, so this game, Mechanisms, um, other than just being a cooperative game, it is uh, um, Action Point Allowance System, uh, Dice Rolling, Hand Management, and Variable Player Powers. Um, components and rule book um, the rule book is fine it's um it's really well illustrated it has a lot of good um, it has a lot of graphics to sort of show you how things work um, there's a lot of ex- there's examples in the game for gameplay like in the book for gameplay uh, things weren't hidden it's not an overly it's not a very difficult game at all so
1: there's not too easier much than buffy yeah really. it's even
0: easier it's um so there's not a lot you have to look up once you once you figure the game out it's, it, it just plays. So it's, it's fairly simple. So the rule book is um, probably bigger than it needs to be. It could have been you know if you got rid of some of the extra stuff in it, it could have been a lot smaller. Um, but the extra stuff is nice and it, it's laid out well and it's illustrated nicely. so and the artwork in this game is also pretty really well done. Um, I can't complain about the artwork at all. <clears throat> Losing my voice. Uh, the components, there is a board, but really the board isn't even needed. It's just a place to to lay everything out and and keep track of things. But you could could easily not even use the board and just lay things out the same way as the board is and you'd be fine. It has two rows of um, uh, six cards per row. And so each book, which is an adventure, is separated into 12 cards. You shuffle them all up and lay them in the two rows. And that's the order that you're doing these books in. Um. Each book also has a special card that'll sit up in the top. It's, it's sort of an endgame card to show um, su- additional successes you can add to cards, which I'll describe in a second. And at the bottom of the board is different pools of chits. Um, there's wound markers, clue tokens, and fate um, points. Um, the... They're all good quality um, cardboard. Nothing, you know, it's not it's not cheap. They did a good job with that. Uh, the cards themselves are actually fairly nice. They're not quite a linen finish, but they're they're a good quality finish. Um, so they're they're quite nice, um, and they have a nice. Uh, they, like I said, the artwork is really well um, done on these cards, and um, they're really they pop. Like the colors sort of pop. Like there's a couple instances where I think certain colors could have been made more prominent. But it just sort of—it's all very colorful, and it just looks nice when you're looking at them in your hand. Um, there's various uh, number of characters that come with the game. So if you get the base game, it comes with five different characters. Uh, so you have Harry Dresden, and you get some of the other major players like Susan Rodriguez, um, Karen Murphy. You get the werewolves as they're called in the game. Yeah, Billy and Georgia. Uh, Billy and Georgia, and you get uh, Michael Carpenter. Those are the five basic characters you get with the game. Um, I, I have a couple of the uh, mini expansions I got off of BGG, which introduces Mouse, which is a dog that he gets throughout the series. If you haven't gotten that far or you're reading the series, he gets a dog. Sorry to spoil it. Um, and there's also another guy um, who I can't remember too well, um, but he, he's essentially Ra, um, the God of the Sun, who's portrayed by... Uh, I can't remember the guy. His name's Hank. Hank, Hank yeah. something, yeah. But those are a couple of extra characters that I got so far. And then if you get the other expansions, which add more books to the game, because I think this... goes over, over there. I think the game comes a cent- with the first five books, is it? Yeah, five scenario decks. So f- the first five books um, are represented in, in the base game. And then there's some mini expansions you get which add more books. So I... I don't know if they quite take it after Book 15, which they probably do, because this came out last year, and Book 15 came out a f- couple years ago at least, <clears throat> two or three years ago. So I bet you it covers all 15 books so far. Um, and there's, if you look through the rules, there's even a thing about doing side jobs. So you can randomize things a bit to make up a side job. So there's there is a way to do that as well. Um, so the, the basically it is, each pl- player has their character each character has two cards that are one for a a talent and one for a stunt the talent is usually something that'll trigger whenever you use a a card in a certain way Uh, and the stunt is something that you can flip and you typically get to do it once per game Um, your deck of cards has various um um, different types of cards in it but you're never going to be using all of your cards in your deck um Depending on the number of players, you will draw a hand of cards, and that's typically all you'll ever have throughout a playthrough, is what's in your hand. The type of cards in your hand, there's attack cards, um, investigation cards for getting clues, uh, there's obstacle cards, and uh, acquire cards. Uh, they all ha- they're all color-coded, so attack cards are red, um, investigation cards are green, uh, ones that deal with obstacles are yellow, and the ones that let you acquire, um, acquire things from the board are purple, and the yellow and the purple ones are the ones that could have been a little bit clearer. Just on in the your board, hand. like the the ones from the oh, job. The ones in the book. That's right. The ones in the book could have been a bit clearer. In your hand, yeah, they're very purple is purple, yellow is yellow. It's not a problem at all. But on on the board, they could have been a bit better, um, a little, little bit clearer. Not that they're. Hard to figure out. It's just they could have been a bit better, particularly the purple. The the yellow yeah. mm-hmm. is a
1: little better. But the purple was definitely lacking
0: of yeah, color greener. for yeah. the the books. But because there's only four types of cards, anyways, looking at your hand, you'll know if it's gonna. A red one definitely deals with a red one on the board. Green, green, yellow, yellow, purple. There's only one other thing on the board that looks it black, could be. Yeah, it. looks the black, it. but it's it's got to go with that one. So. Yeah, there's not a lot of guesswork how the game is Harry has to go on every mission so there always has to be Harry and then everybody can choose whoever Um, you get your hand of cards uh, everybody so you go around taking turns starting and Harry chooses who goes first so he doesn't necessarily have to go first he can choose whoever's going to go first and then you um, you start with so much fate available Um, so fate has two different pools there's available fate and spent fate. Uh, and depending on how hard you want to make the game, you'll start with less available fate um, the harder it is. Our first couple games, we started on easy mode, so we had thirteen, all 13 available fate chits in the available fate supply. Um, on, on our last game, we played in the normal mode, which had eight available, and I think it goes down to five available in the hard mode. So on a player's turn, they look at their hand. Um, Each card has a cost to play it in fate. Um, And that could be as low as 1 or as high as 5 or higher. Um, Sometimes you'll have to roll a die um, when either paying for fate or determining range. Um, And if you do, there's dice that come with the game. And the dice have uh, either a plus symbol, a negative symbol, or a blank. And I think it's like two negatives, two pluses, and yeah, a blank. Yeah, equally blanks. distributed. So it's all equally distributed, yeah. So if ever you have to roll a die, if you roll a plus, it adds to the cost. If you um, roll a negative, it subtracts from the cost, and a blank is a blank. Unless there's an obstacle on the board that could cause a blank, say, to become a negative. That can happen on some books. So we did the first book a couple times. Um, how the range works... So as I said there's two rows of cards and you shuffle up all the cards for the book and lay, lay them up in the two rows. And the range of a card reaches as far as the range on the board so like the range it starts from range 1 to range 6 on each row. And so you can't if you don't have the range you can't affect a, a card that's further down the row. You can only affect what's up close. Um, and certain cards like the obstacle cards usually each book will have a couple obstacles a couple acquires that you can get and then a number of villains and a number of cases that you have to solve. Cases need clues to be able to be solved. Villains need wounds. Uh, Quite often, there are cards that will interact with each other. So sometimes, like a case, a certain case can't be solved until maybe a certain villain has been defeated first. Or sometimes, defeating a certain villain will take clues off of another case. So there's... You sort of have to watch how cards interact with each other when making your decisions on what you're going to do. And obstacles will usually make things quite a bit harder. Um, obstacles, I think in one case we had one where as long as this obstacle was in play, certain there's a couple certain cards that couldn't be hurt at all while this obstacle is in place. Uh, there was another game, or maybe it was the same game, we had another obstacle that um, any damage that you dealt while this obstacle is in place was reduced by one. So, on, on your turn, you're choosing one of your cards, and maybe you can deal with obstacles, maybe you can't. Uh, maybe you can acquire things. There's usually a couple of acquire cards on the board, um, and acquiring them will typically give you a couple bonuses. Maybe it'll, maybe it'll let you draw cards from your deck, not always, and that might be the only one of the only ways you can get additional cards into your hand. But everyone's just basically going around, taking turns, playing cards, or discarding them for fate. Uh, if you're discarding for fate, the cost that it would normally cost to use that card becomes fate that you get from the spent pool back into the available pool. Um, everybody goes around taking turns. If at any point you, say, aren't ready to take a turn or there's something you can't do and you want to wait... If you want to pass your turn, you have to take up one available fate and put it into the spent pool. Um, Other than playing cards, everyone has a stunt that they can use. The stunt takes the place of an action, um, and then you flip it over, and that's usually the only time you'll get to use that stunt. But it'll let you do something on the board. Quite often people have talents that will interact with. When you discard a card for fate, your talent will kick in and let you do something, maybe add clues to uh, one of the cases that are on the board but at the end of the game um, which can be triggered a couple different ways um, which is the showdown if you have more solved cases than exist um, non-defeated foes on the main board you win Um, if it's equal or there's more foes um, on the board then you lose um, the showdown can be triggered three different ways. If someone, if you have no cards left in your hand and you go to pass, and there isn't a fate available to spend for you to pass, the showdown's triggered. Um, if you go to use a card that has variable fate cost, and you roll the dice, and there's not enough fate to cover the cost, you trigger the showdown. Or, as a group, you decide. We're ready for the showdown, and you trigger it anyways. So that's the three different ways you can get to the showdown. When the showdown's triggered, before you compare cases that have solved versus villains that are left, if there's any cases or villains that have tokens on them but haven't been solved or defeated, you can spend fate based on the book card to roll dice and try to gain additional successes for those cards. Um, depending on the number of fate you spend will determine how many fate will get added to the card and how many dice you have to roll to determine, you know, if, if it's successful or not. So you could, say, spend four fate, get have to add four successes to a, a case card, but then you're rolling five dice, and if you're unlucky enough that you get enough negatives that those successes don't get added to the card, then it's a you fail. Um but it's a, like a last ditch chance to try to solve the um, to solve some cases or defeat some foes and um, try to pull out a win if you can um, it probably sounded more complicated than it was <laughs> as I was describing it mm-hmm. but that's essentially the game you're just working to solve cases defeat foes and and uh, everyone use their you know their cards and their abilities um, uh, have we ever lost this game? Yes, we yeah. were, we're the first yeah. time yeah. we Very played, good. we okay. lost. So the first, and we were playing on easy mode on that. So it yeah. is, uh, it is a tough game because you are basically working with a, a limited number of cards in your hand, um, and you may not always have the cards you need. So like, you get to the point where, um, you have three cases solved, but there's still three monsters to defeat, and you have no more attack cards. That can happen. Like nobody has any attack cards, you're kind of screwed. Um, yeah. I think every time this last one came down to a a die roll, didn't all of them? Haven't all of them come
1: down to that last die roll?
0: I think the second time we thought the second one we we just won. I think maybe the second time we we got to the point where we had enough cases solved and we just won it that way. We just yeah. won. Yeah, we didn't have to do a die roll. Yeah, cuz the first time when we lost it was definitely
1: die rolls and then yeah, it this, was definitely de- and the second yeah, time we third time here we won based off of die roll. Based on the die roll. Yeah. And I mean we'd gotten it close to the point where the die roll was it had to
0: be an absolutely horrible die roll for it to yeah. fail for yeah. us, but it was still there. Yeah. Um and then again, if you're not familiar with the Dresden Files, um, you're, the ga- it's another one of those games where it's not going to have as much meaning to you because you look at the cards um there's not a lot of flavor text on the cards either nope. again it comes down to flavor text um you know you'll if you're familiar with all the books and all that oh, you'll you'll look at the card read them and say oh i remember that guy and i remember this yeah. and well and,
1: yeah. and the, the books themselves yeah. they kind of lend themselves to how the novel itself plays out and that there'll be an obstacle you have to overcome before you can do something else like solve a case or whatever and that ties into the novels themselves and might not make intuitive sense to someone it's just a game mechanic for them but it makes sense to someone who's read the books that right this is this is how it should play out that makes sense right
0: yeah yeah
1: absolutely yeah again it
2: playing the game will remind you of the books yeah you know, you'll see the artwork. I'll be honest; I, I didn't find the artwork in Dresden and Files. Um, like if I'm comparing the two, I didn't find it as as compelling as the artwork for the Buffy. Buffy. Yeah,
0: um, it's
2: a little bit comic book, yes, for my taste.
0: Yeah, I guess Dreads and Files was a bit more comic. Like, I mean, yeah. to that
2: end, it was. I mean, it was good.
0: It was definitely good artwork. Yeah, but I wouldn't call it bad artwork at all. Um, yeah.
2: But yeah. Otherwise, I'll, I'll be honest. In in, in both games, I, I felt the that the the light weight was yeah it, the the game wasn't compelling if if you forget sure. about the fact that um it reminds you of this other you know this other body of work um if i knew nothing about dresden files or or buffy i i wouldn't have found the gameplay in either of them horribly compelling
0: true because yeah, when we first played it you hadn't Play you had yeah li- um, read any of the books or yeah I to any of the I books. had
2: heard about Dresden Files because because you had been reading them
0: yeah, yeah. um and and I think you
2: had told me that you were uh, that you were getting the Kickstarter for it or that, not uh,
0: not Kickstarter but maybe just getting the game yeah well, I thought you were kickst- I thought you'd kick I thought you I don't know I didn't kickstart Kickstarter this no. okay no I, no neither of these were or for maybe me it was that you k- got a the a expansion,
2: expansion that would have been in the Kickstarter
0: I don't, I, I don't know yeah I yeah, I, I wasn't familiar it. with Dresden Files um right. Yeah, prior. Yeah.
1: So. so, yeah, when we first opened it, where Randall and I are going, oh, and this is this character. That's yeah. awesome that they included him. Yeah. And It's just you guys are sitting there going,
0: okay. Well, sure. sure. That's, that's, that character. that's great, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you're starting oh, to Oh, this is the, the guy so. who
2: it's named after. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Harry okay. Dresden. Okay.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, no, it's absolutely, it's another one of those games that you, you definitely have to know the mythology to really get anything out of it. Yeah. Although, yeah. comparatively, I'd say it, it's a little more challenging than Buffy with the playthroughs that we've
1: done. So far. Sure. Yeah. Uh, Buffy if the if it gets more complicated than the master, like if it ramps up difficulty, sure. it might come close. But i I found this one but it it might also be that just It's be because of the, it, the way you draw the cards and stuff that it makes it challenging, not the
2: Yeah, and, and I think that the the challenge in the Dresden Files is comes from your, your diminishing options yes mm-hmm. like you you yeah. start off with you know in, in this last one we played five players i have four cards and you know based on how much fate is available and what i can do you know what cards i got out of out of the draw um you know first off can't can i even play one of them Oh, mm-hmm. well, i can't well then which one
0: am i getting rid of and how much you know do i want to leave for the next person like yeah. if, if if you're using up fate there's not going to be much – the next person may not have a choice but to either use their stunt mm-hmm. or or to try to generate fate for the next person. Yeah. So, so sometimes com- you have no choice but to generate fate. Yeah. yeah, and
2: so it comes around the table again, and, and now I've got – I've either got one less card or there's, you know, there's, mm-hmm. you know, again. So it, it, it I think the challenge comes from diminishing choice, and do we have enough, um you know, do we have enough viable actions to continue? Right. Um, well, whereas I- at least with Buffy – um you know i i have the, the choice of doing my four basic actions or my special mm-hmm. you know each turn um you know and at different locations and based on you know what the monster of the week was you know where the vampires are or demons are on the board you know can we protect townies to minimize the yeah uh, the effect on the um what was it the, the, the apocalypse, track? Track. The apocalypse yeah, track the apocalypse track so you know, I, I I kind of feel like you just had more option. During I think my these turn. are
1: opposite side of the coin but. games for that, right? right where right. Buffy wasn't about resource management; it was mm-hmm. about resource collection, and it was very mm-hmm. easy to get mm-hmm. the resources you wanted. Where Dresden Files is very much a yeah. limited, well, limited resource, start, and yeah. you have to yeah. with mm-hmm. the limited table talk in Dresden Files. Yeah, they it, do
0: restrict the table talk in Dresden Files. They say you can't specify you know exactly i have a five attack that i can use yeah. or whatever yeah. or how
1: many cards of which types you have right and yeah, stuff right. like that so yeah. it, it challenges you to work together with people without playing your hand with them yeah
0: involved like in without it. being like open information yeah One yeah.
2: Yeah. Well, and part of me feels like maybe that that's part of the point with dresden is to you know it's it, they're going to be very quick games right? yeah especially once once you understand the rules they're very quick. Yeah. So well, Dresden probably quicker for sure. Like three they say, or four in the amount of time it took for us to do Buffy once.
0: Probably because yeah. it's they say a thirty minute game. And that's pretty accurate. It, it might, yeah, definitely. Maybe even maybe even less. Well, it depends on the number of players. Well, too. we were playing with yeah. five people this last time. Yeah.
1: With two two of them never having played the game, and we got through it really like it was yeah. the half hour that yeah. setup,
0: get cards, pick characters. And even setup is pretty simple. Yeah. It's yeah. all it's all it's a pretty basic. Yeah, I think the yeah. the
2: three of us. Having having you know understood the rules, we get through it in yeah ten minutes.
0: Oh yep. yeah, probably. You no, know. yeah, and Buffy even then like they say what they average it. Um, not that Buffy says I forty don't... to sixty
1: minutes, and that's no. not too far yeah. I don't off. think Buffy yeah. once everyone knew the rules would be that yeah. long either. But it's it's double yeah. to triple the, the amount least, of time yeah. that you would take for Dresden
0: Files. Yeah, I think definitely. So yeah. I mean, possibly that's that's the point. Yeah, maybe you
2: know, it's maybe it's intended to be that quick and limited number of cards.
0: Yeah, well, I think you yeah, might as well just move on to our our, our winner of the week. Um, I'll I'll go first. Like based on these, I like both these games because I like both properties. I'm invested in both properties, but I, I did get a bit more out of the Buffy game. Um, I, yeah, I got more out of the Buffy game as a playthrough. Um, I, 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 maybe with the Dresden file one though, I, I probably got more out of looking at the different characters from the books and being reminded of them in that way. Um, Just because I, from reading the books, or actually I I did all the audio books, but either way, um, just being reminded all the different characters from the books for those particular things and and how the obstacles worked and all that and and just seeing it in my head. I probably got a bit more out of it that way as an IP, but gameplay-wise, I I think I got more out of Buffy um, just for the style of game it was. And so I, I'm picking Buffy out of these two games. For me,
1: it, I think I'd pick Buffy as well. Yeah. Uh, Dresden Files, again, I think it did more for me from the property perspective right. than Buffy did. Yeah. But when I look at it long-term, I think you'll get more gameplay out of Buffy. Mm-hmm. At like replayability, your monsters of the week are going to be different. Even if you play the same big bad, their plot points aren't always going to be the same because the deck isn't just three cards. Yeah. You're always going to be pulling something different for it. So long-term, there's probably more gameplay in Buffy, whereas the Dresden Files, once you've played through a book, how it comes out on the board Is will vary, going to be different? Yeah. but you're going to know, I have to do this obstacle or get this boon before I go on. So... It seems like you're probably going to play each book once or twice, and then you're probably not going to care too much yeah. to play that book again.
0: And maybe as you get more characters, you might get it, you might want to try it again.
1: And side jobs might and, and make it completely, side jobs might, yeah, variable. But I still think Buffy's set up yeah. to do a, like more playthroughs, especially if you're in like if you're going to be a Buffy fan and a Dresden fan. I think overall, you'll play Buffy more in the long run.
2: Yeah, I think that's fair. I, I think it, oh I, I still think, you know, with the Dresden Files, having having a cooperative game where it limits cooperation is clunky. A little bit. Yeah. Um and, and if you're gonna be playing with, with a group of, of players, the, the fact that Buffy plays a plays quite a bit longer means more player interaction. Mm-hmm. And isn't that kind of what you want out of a board game that's yeah. co op, I guess. Yeah.
1: So um Oh, until they tell you, you can't talk. <laughs> get the
2: Well, I was thank God we didn't have to sing. <laughs> um so yeah, I think I'm 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 gonna go with Buffy too. I think yeah. I I think I enjoyed the the interaction with uh my fellow players a bit more. Um it was a bit longer. Um yeah, there there was no limitation of mm-hmm. cooperation there. So yeah. I think the Dresden
0: Files Plus is I a good the, filler game. I like It artwork is. better. Yeah. I like
2: the artwork better with Buffy, but yeah, neither of these melted my brain.
0: Yeah, so, no, there, yeah. it was a fairly late week, which was <laughs> yeah. good After Yeah, Christmas, which is good. Yeah. It was good to have a late week. <laughs> okay, well, there you have it. Our winner this uh, this episode is Buffy the Vampire Slayer, the board game. And so now we'll move on to our next segment, and this time we're going to be talking about Gloomhaven. Um, it's been out for a while now. Well, I was going to pause the so I could cough. <coughs> <laughs> okay. It's been out for a while now, um, and we've gotten about. I'd say it's about six or so plays out of mm-hmm. it, I think, approximately, around there. Um, so, yeah, we think we've got to the point now where it's going to be possible for us to have a bit of a discussion about it. In the future, we'll probably have another one, especially as we maybe start playing with some of the expanded content as we start unlocking things. Um, but, yeah, um, but so far, it, I think we're at a point where we can start discussing it. So. Yeah,
2: a, let's start with the with the elephant in the room mm-hmm. and how poorly glued things are.
0: That yeah, that was a bit of a surprise.
2: It was it didn't start off that way, but man, did it not take very long for stuff to start separating. Well, I was yeah.
1: discussing it last night with the other group I play with, yeah. and apparently the game designer has recognized this issue oh, okay. and is like saying they will replace hmm. the oh, parts. Well,
2: so damn, they're going to start replacing your whole game almost.
0: Well. No,
1: you'll have to look into that. I didn't yeah. look up it myself, but they it is a known issue, wow. and they, they, there's been some people who their boards weren't uh, like pressed properly, so they couldn't even punch them out. Oh like no. they weren't cut all the way through.
0: I didn't have that problem at least. Yeah. So
1: yeah, there there's the the print coming off, and then there's yep. the board not being punched. Apparently, you can look into mm. the
2: because I mean my my initial thoughts are. was that like the the. Like, the thickness of of the cardboard, I thought, wow, this is really good. Yeah. yeah. And and the, I don't know what you call it, like, the... the, the well, because they're double-sided. The, the part that's printed. Yeah. I mean, that part was, you know, good quality. Like, the, you know, the colors mm-hmm. and were vibrant and, and yeah, good, but then, and both you, know, sides, you know, wow, stuff's right just, nice. like, the surfaces are peeling off of everything.
0: Yeah, well, that's... It's disappointing. <laughs> and I'm not sure if it was, like, limited to one particular sprue, like, punch-out punch board or whatever. Because I, I know I've had mm. like one map tile that had issues, and I've had at several, least
2: two of the wheel. Um, yeah, what the, are they called? The,
0: the tracks, your health track, and yeah. your health oh, experience. And those were I think there's even, two of those. Yeah, they came pre-assembled, so it's, it's possible. Yeah, and then like I had several monsters that, um, several monsters and a couple other items that, yeah, one side separates. Mm-hmm. And it's not both sides, it's just like one side of them. But I'm also of the opinion that it's easy enough for me, like, regardless of the quality thing, which is an issue, um, I'm not going to be bothered. It's easy enough just to take a little bit of glue and and glue it back together and it's fine. So, I don't know. Um, I'll have to see how bad it gets, like how much more Mm -hmm. separates.
1: And then the the other problem I have with this game Mm -hmm. is I do not like the rule book. The rule book is terrible it, oh, it yeah. is absolutely horrible yeah. it does not explain things well enough it is not laid out appropriately <laughs> it how many, is,
2: yeah how many how many times did we find out we weren't playing it right yeah well, well, every, well, every, every track, game, every game like, i think it was but, like yeah i i the, the very next day after we'd play i you know oh there's an email about gloomhaven oh <laughs> Oh, it turns out we've been playing it wrong this whole time. <laughs> again, yep.
0: again.
1: Yeah. And, and I think now between the two groups, I think we're playing the same rules now, and yeah. I think we have figured it out. I think but we've but got it's it still, it, out. it. There's just certain things that it's hard to do because you have the game against the players, so the monsters have to have weird rules on how they're going to act. Yeah. and mm-hmm. Who they're, they're going to target? And, yeah. Yeah. And, and targeting. I, I honestly think those rules need reworking a bit mm-hmm. in my opinion the way they the way they focus to the exclusion of certain things and stuff like that it it bothers me a little bit it doesn't make the game unenjoyable it yeah. just they could be a little more a little more streamlined a little more common sense to them mm-hmm. rather than
0: yeah some, what some of the movement decision, rules are the whole thing about you the monster will find a focus and then but then it almost like it, it moves and then attempts to find a focus again. It's like what, and then how, how it will move is determined by obstacles and and and. I the, think the, the focus should focus
1: always be. I mean, and this is just common sense to me. Mm-hmm. The focus should always be the character the creature can reach mm-hmm. safely, safely and attack in the turn period. Right. That just plain and simple not okay this guy is closer than that guy or these guys are tied but this one went faster so i'm going to focus on the guy that went faster mm-hmm. and and even that doesn't make sense to me if i was a creature i would focus on the slower character cuz they haven't acted yet Maybe, to yeah. take away potentially their action like mm-hmm. if you're going to wound them enough to take away cards or something right like th- it's just there's there's certain things like that that kind of bug me about it again i i'm really enjoying the game I'm still Uh, enjoying the game. Yeah, like, I'm not saying that this makes the game unplayable. It's just, it could run smoother, basically.
2: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, having said all that, I'm I'm really enjoying playing it. Yeah. And, you
0: know, there's a bit of concern at the beginning. Um, We were worried that someone, like, Jeff was worried that his character was going to get retired too soon. Too soon. Um, Because everyone gets these variable um, retirement goals. And once you hit your retirement goal, then then that's when you can start unlocking new characters. Um, because there's only six initial characters. Um, you you want to play for a while with a character before retiring it, hopefully. And you had one that, as soon as it defeated so many bandits. Yeah, and
1: then I got up to...
0: You got pretty close. I think I was
1: like 60 or 70% done what mm-hmm. I needed to do. And then we haven't encountered a bandit since. Yeah, like some of the
0: missions that we're selecting, we haven't run into any bandits since. So, yeah, now it's not seeming as likely that you're going to. But then the, the way the
1: game plays, if I want to retire her, yeah, she can be retired really quickly by playing the game in the casual area where you repeat something that you've already done. Right. And just going and finding a mission that has a lot of bandits and mm-hmm. killing her. So, if I want to retire her, it'll be easy. Mm-hmm. But to retire her wasn't as easy as I was
2: expecting. Yeah. Well, and was part of that, do, do you think it was helped along by the fact that we were doing the,
0: uh, the gold a little bit wrong or a lot wrong? No. no. <laughs> okay. Yeah. When we first started based on the rule book um, and how it was laid out, it, it I, I got, I, I got confused and I thought that you got gold based on, cause you get, you pick up these gold tokens and they're worth so much gold per token based on the level of the uh, adventure but then how it was reading out it sounded like you add your experience and your gold together and that's how much gold I thought that's how much gold you got but then we we determined that no that's not right you get your experience and you get your gold they're two separate things there should have been a, it a should comma have been it, even a separate <laughs> sentence it should have been, it should two have separate been a separate sentences, sentences. yeah the, the way they combine it into one sentence i, I got confused and thought okay This is how much gold you get, but no.
1: And we were like, we had way too much. We had way too much money. Yeah, and I mean, I think it showed the last game we played where we took back. We did all that gold. We corrected. We we and took away the equipment that we bought with it, and I I mean, it was hard to adjust not having the stuff that was saving our asses through the stuff before, like. Mm -hmm. Oh, and we. I mean, the item limit was purely our mistake. Where we the. Usable
0: small items. Yeah, the, uh, that the we had the too many potions. potions begin with. We had we were taking too many potions. Unfortunately, well, we
2: that was that was caught before it affected it, me, yeah. which is good. Yeah, Yeah. yeah. I think <laughs> it we it we, did we, I we made it through <laughs> one
1: mission. Yeah, with every with, every day we we've done up. something wrong. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. except it, for it, the last one. It. No, the last one we I think we did everything right. The no, last I think you're right.
0: Yeah, well that's that was the course. That was the final one where okay, I think we got it right this time. Yeah, well until until we find out that we would we don't yeah
1: (laughs) but i see some issues with um the character goal cards that like allow them to retire right uh one of the guys in the other game group that i'm playing with has one where it's like he has to collect a certain item Mm -hmm. from a certain quest Mm -hmm. and then do something with that item over a period of time okay so if that card doesn't come up until after you've done that mission already what do you do right like did can you retire do you have to like have the person who bought it originally sell it back to the town so that he can buy it do you do the quest again and hope that like do it as casual and get it that way like Mm -hmm. there there's certain things like that that concern me for gameplay that it's like you shouldn't have a retirement goal so specific Mm -hmm. that it's kind of tied to one quest because once you finish a quest you don't necessarily want to go back and redo it mm-hmm. so
0: though sometimes you have no choice like well sometimes you fail and sometimes you fail then you have to repeat it yeah which we had to do on the very first mission but not since but not since i mean yeah. and we've been lucky a couple times where it's come down to, to the last, last thing turn. like i had one where it was the last like my last thing i could potentially do and and just pulled it out and and we won that mission, yeah, so it has been close, yeah and, and its it's definitely a challenging game because you, our, the reason we lost the first one is we were taking too long to to get going, yeah we we, we like before we realized, oh, we're running out of cards, like how misjudged <laughs> card
1: use, yeah, like we took a long time in our first room, and then yeah. you rest and you realize, oh, I'm
0: losing cards even when I rest, yeah, like no oh, that's bad, <laughs> that's not good, <laughs> resting is bad, but yeah. Um, so yeah, def- no, definitely enjoying the game still. Um, but yeah, we, we can definitely see the shortcomings in it. Um, and i mean, I don't know. I, I,
2: other than the rule book really kind of screwing things up for us. Um, I'm not, and, and it's been, it's frustrating sometimes when you're, you're not advancing as, um, you know, as much as you'd like. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes those uh like permission goals. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, those are those called, ones we get the some checks, are really check easy marks. and some yeah, are just some ridiculous. Are, you know, impossible. Yeah. And and so that can be a little bit frustrating, but at the same time i you know, I'd I i would not want the game to be like, Oh, I you know, I got my check mark every single
1: time and now I've got all these yeah. all these perks but and you can so lose those check marks. So would that change your opinion, knowing that you can lose those check marks? And it's like some of them, when you're dealt those two and you look at both of them and you're like, I can't do that with this character. Mm. It, it becomes a matter of frustration. You can lose like, the che- How do you mean you can lose the check marks? Uh, there's yeah. events and stuff that make you lose check marks, oh, but I it's based that okay. off what you choose to do during the event. Right. Yeah. yeah,
2: But it's, you know, it, it it's not like you, you'd never have an opportunity to get them back kind of thing. Yeah. It, it might be in the moment frustrating. Yeah. But, you know, at the end of the day, I mean, it, the game shouldn't be. Some of them, super though, easy. I think
1: they misjudged the importance for the how many check marks you get. Right. Like, because there's some yeah. that give you two check marks if mm-hmm. you complete the card, and there's some that give you one. And it's like, some, it's like, don't use any items the right. entire time. Yeah. Like, not too bad, but it can be critical. Mm-hmm. So you have to make that choice. Is it worth the check mark yep. or, or not? Yeah. Or not. And then there's some where it's like, just. Oh, kill five guys. Although that's pathetically easy. Like, <laughs> I mean, it, there's no choice there. I'm just uh, unless I guess you are like the tinker or say wh- well, that's isn't the thing. like if
0: you're not a heavy combat person, yeah, like the tinker. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, some of,
1: some of the double check ones were a little easier than I thought some of the single check mm-hmm. ones were. Not not a lot, mind you, but there were some that's like, okay. And it might just be that my character, like cuz I'm playing the scoundrel with you guys is it easier to do a variety of things because she's good at smacking things and she's also got some support mm-hmm. that she i still i don't think i've come across a card with her that's like i don't think i can pull this off i think the only one was maybe the 13 plus experience in one mission right yeah that was kind
0: of iffy i think the one that's usually the toughest one of the toughest is like what was the one like one or two of your allies can't be exhausted or something oh yeah
1: oh or no allies get exhausted No
0: allies get exhausted that could be tough yeah that's um that that one would be almost impossible sometimes yeah because i think it's been i don't know if we were run maybe once or twice we've had a mission where everybody gets through without being exhausted but we usually have at least one person go down go down
2: yeah when it's it's a little bit odd too I i think you guys can correct me if i'm wrong you're not actually supposed to reveal that
1: you're not um, you're not really supposed that's to uh, know
2: so it i i know that i had one time um it was it was essentially be the first person to you know kill one of the creatures yeah and uh, marcus of course just you know walks right Being into the, the first brute. thing d- and just totally destroys it in, in one hit and there goes my <laughs> potential like yeah, yeah it's just it's done yeah. in in the very first move of the game it's over
0: yeah, so well, that's something the, you, some you have of to sort are, of judge. because you get crazy. two two cards to begin with, and you have to choose. And if you're not the main <laughs> <Wow>. damage dealer, <laughs> is is Marcus
2: uh, going to screw me out of this one? Probably. 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 Yeah. So let's yeah.
0: put it back. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's always that good chance. Yeah, yeah. And another thing with the game, as uh, and, uh, like I mentioned, I'm, I really enjoy the game. I do find it a bit light on theme, maybe not theme, more. Like, you're, you're playing the game and you're doing all these things. It's, it's more. Of, it's really a strategy game. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's all about maneuvering and using your cards in the proper way, which um, isn't always thematic for the type of game it is. That's it's true. Like a, it's, an adventure, it's like a fantasy kind of adventure game. Not adventure, but it's a fantasy combat game or whatever. Well,
1: and again, it's a game that limits your table talk. It does. So yeah. I mean, you're picking your cards for your action in isolation as to what everyone else mm-hmm. is doing and how fast they're going, and I, I mean, I think I prefer it when we break the rules and go, you go for this guy, and yeah. are you going to go faster or slower, kind of thing, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. than just mm-hmm. the everyone do their own thing and come yeah. up with the result. It's because hard to
0: just do your own thing in a in a in a group combat. You see it in D&D too, but then sometimes there's too much table talk in D&D. Yes. So this is, you know... It's the opposite end. The opposite opposite end, (laughs) yeah.
1: Where it's like, okay, I I have the perfect card. I'm going to go take that guy out. And I'm moving at initiative thirty. Oh, that person's going at initiative four. Walked up, killed it, and now I have two cards that I can't use. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> and you're sitting there just cursing. But he did what you more needed to do, so you can't be it too upset. To yeah. But yeah. it's like if you could have coordinated a little better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which, it'll
2: have a big impact in this game because you, you're you're going to spend those cards, whether and they're or not, not coming back until something. you rest. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. Exactly. And and at least it's it's nice that they give you the. Each card has a specific effect, but then it can also be used for the generic move and, and attack kind of thing. Like, no card yeah. is a yes. wasted, but sometimes yeah. using a really good card just for the generic is like, Ugh.
2: Well, there, there have been times where, um, you know, the, I've, I've chosen a couple cards with, with a certain intent. Uh, Marcus goes and kills the thing I was going to kill. And ev- even though it, there, there are the generic move and, um, and attack sort of capabilities of the cards you know i might be completely out of range mm-hmm. yeah. so okay well i can i can move a little bit closer to something but then you know the the attack component is just wasted so you know yeah there's there's a little bit yeah. of that where you, you might end up not getting any benefit out of a
1: out of a card played mhm true on the upside when it comes to the event cards that the story and the choices that you're given for the event cards, I have enjoyed pretty much every event that yeah, we have they, come they, across.
0: They sort of make up for the during the gameplay where there's no real theme or whatever. It's just usually for the majority of these missions, it seems it's defeat all the monsters on the board. Sometimes it's
1: sometimes there's a boss collect or collect or stuff,
0: collect certain things. But while there's the the adventures themselves seem a little bit lacking in 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 story or whatever the event cards make up for it like you mm-hmm. can whenever you're in town you can do a city event whenever you and whenever you travel to, from town to a a location you do a road event and yeah those definitely add some extra extra to the game that make it a little bit more enjoyable well, like, especially yeah.
1: when you it's like you have the character to do the special version of the solution yeah. and mm-hmm. stuff it always adds something mm-hmm. that you just yeah. like oh that's that's awesome you know like it just
3: mm-hmm
1: you come across a mob of people that are asking for more wages and you have someone who's adept at talking them down or mm-hmm. something like that like it just and you pick your choices based off of that it's like i think we had one where you had to fix bar lights or something or choose to steal yeah, from everybody it, and because i
0: had the tinkerer it would worked it worked great yeah, yeah.
1: And, and if you were playing a more roguish group you a uh, guess that maybe one of the roguelike characters would could do the stealing
0: thing instead I mean, we've and we have had that too i think yeah, yeah we are like, having a rogue helped yeah we we get into the new advanced characters eventually and that who knows how long that could be but when we start getting to those guys then things are going to change because will we have the right kind of guy but you you
1: still can tell from the character like if it's hard if it's going to be like someone who's going to be into stealing or helping like if you unlock a noble type character you know that well he's not going to want to I don't know, rob an old lady or something, right? Like, yeah. he's he's probably going to want to help fix stuff instead. Yep. No, absolutely. Yeah. It just... It, I could find that being a little limiting if you're playing with only, like, two people, where your options yeah. for those is deep. It's going to be a lot harder. Yeah, yeah, to have the right characters for the right instances, because they are completely random when they pop up, so...
0: No, I, I think it's definitely a better game to have four players for. Uh-huh. Like, it's nice that the game does like um, when you're doing the whole battles or, or the little dungeons or whatever. Um, it's nice that the game does take into effect the differences in number of players and adjusts the monsters and difficulty a bit accordingly. It is nicer to have the whole four yeah. players out there.
1: Definitely. Yeah. And uh, then when the one thing that bugs me when it comes to characters, and I mean, it's from a personal perspective. This isn't a game flaw so much as my own thing it's like you go up in level and you never get more cards in your hand you're getting rid of cards for your new level cards yeah you always oh, have yeah. the
0: same number of cards in your hand and yeah, you're adjusting them you can maybe get some more better but cards in it but then you're getting rid of if something. you started with like eight cards
1: that's all you're ever getting is eight cards you can trade out those cards but yeah. you're only getting eight cards and it's like well there's some classes particularly like the starting class there's the spell the weaver spell weaver which i
0: think is six cards isn't it or is it eight? no
1: i think she's eight is she eight okay she might be less. Because you had
0: nine. Yeah, like, as the yeah, scoundrel.
1: As the and I, okay. it took a while for me to adjust to yeah. that. Like, I, I was getting exhausted early. Now mm-hmm. I think I've figured it out. But, I mean, you go up in level, you're expecting, okay, now I can do more. Mm-hmm. But no, no. You, you just can, have more, you, you just, take more hits. You, you, <laughs> you can take more hits and you've upgraded an attack. Depending on the style mm-hmm. that you play, you can, you know, go more melee or more ranged with
0: her kind of stuff. So, and that's where the support. Some of the support characters can really make a difference too, because I know, like uh, being in the Tinkerer, he has cards that help people get their hands back. You know, like yes. take back their, their discards into their hands, so they don't have to do a rest, which can you know help those people with less cards for sure. And even play around with lost cards a bit. I think as the Tinkerer, I think there's a couple cards that can get lost cards back for people.
1: Yeah, so uh, the Spellweaver, the only way she can manage is she has a card that gets back all of her lost cards. Because yeah. almost every one of her cards she can just burn mm. to, like, do a massive attack or a move of some sort. So it's the only way she can survive past, like, three turns is if she has a card that gets back all of her lost cards. Yeah,
0: which is interesting. Why? Yeah, she's yeah. she's
1: a little more complex yeah. of a character. I wouldn't suggest taking her as, a like, learning the game. Yeah, it can get frustrating because yeah. she's... She's got a lot of power, but she requires a lot of management. The person who's playing her has accidentally exhausted her, I think, three times now, <laughs> where it, it's like he's counting his cards. Something changes in the environment because when you're doing your turn, you know, it's like I'm going last this time. So, right. oh, my my action's going to change. So you change what you're doing and then you realize, oh, crap, I wasn't supposed to do that because i was going to exhaust myself if i did that Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. but you've already played so then you're like okay i have one turn left guys (laughs) you better (laughs) better make it count and yeah
0: um and definitely if you're getting into this game um get the faq oh god yeah um, oh yeah because and it's it's like a book it's like and so that's sort of telling in itself the fact that the faq is almost as big as the rule book there's problems (laughs) there's there are some problems um, or, yeah, the, the rulebook needed to be clarified, for sure. Definitely, because yeah. I mean, I
1: I've played probably twice as much as you guys now oh, yeah, between the other the campaign campaigns, yeah. And still, it's like I have a question. I look at the rulebook, and it's just like, oh God, where the hell is this? Yeah, like, you got to flip the just... book,
0: and that's that's sort of taking me out of the game a little bit too. Because sometimes there's like something trying to figure out, and it's like flipping back and forth in that rulebook. Okay, no, it's not here. And you flipping? I uh, could have swore it's over here somewhere. And it just slows yeah. everything down, yeah.
1: right? If if you if you're familiar with it, the turns go quickly. As soon as you run into a problem, the game just screeches yeah, just to a halt.
0: Yeah, as you're trying to figure it out. Yeah, or is it something I saw in the FAQ? I can't find it in the book. Now I got to look through the FAQ, and it's like, oh my god, there's so many pages of this freaking FAQ. <laughs> it's complex I it's mean complex. it's yeah. a
1: complex game it, it's yeah. well de- designed the miniatures for the heroes mm-hmm. are great yeah the the story stuff when they bother to do the story stuff is amazing mm-hmm. like th- there are some quests that we've gone through that it's like the narrative itself it, it's humorous it's it engages you Right. yeah and then there's somewhere it's like well we just came here to kind of get money so who cares then there's no real effort there. So it's up and down there, but overall it's still, Mm -hmm. like the the main storyline so far, I was lucky that both groups kind of split off into the different stories. Doing things a little bit differently. Yeah. Yeah. So I've got to see more of the story and it's like when when they do do the story, it feels good. Like you you feel like you're accomplishing stuff and you like what you're hearing. Yeah. So Yeah. yeah.
0: And I know in our group, we did a little bit of the main story, but then we've done quite a few side missions, too. Yes. Which um, they don't really advance the story, but help the characters advance themselves, which is nice. Mm -hmm. But I can see why it's a tear-up game. Because the quests that
1: I have done that have been the same for Mm -hmm. both groups that we've overlapped, it's like I'm sitting there keeping my mouth shut because it's like I, I can't give away what's coming up because it just right, right. it just wrecks it but yeah they can probably tell by how i'm moving my character even or how i'm playing my cards slightly that okay he's going a little more conservative to start yeah, something yeah. right so it, it it's a little more difficult on the second playthrough to be surprised and it, i don't know it's better to be right. surprised with this game okay. like it, it's better to have that element of the story
0: hitting you when it's appropriate instead of having that forewarning of sure. what's coming Right, right. That's going to be interesting then, because yeah, we'll probably start doing some more story missions that you've already done. Yeah, it's like okay, I can't say anything here. (laughs) Yeah, because
1: like I've I've done stuff where uh, you've seen titles where it's like demons can take over the city and stuff like that. Yeah, there's demonic. The the global achievements, global achievements, yeah, yeah, can change, and it's like we kind of branched off into that storyline with the other one, and this one we went with like the merchant side of things with our Mm -hmm. game, Mm -hmm, which mm -hmm. is not even tied well it's kind of tied but not tied to it like Mm -hmm. everything's tied together obviously but i mean in in our game we're doing things where we're getting lots of reputation in that game we've gotten like no reputation essentially Mm -hmm. for doing the things that we did because it's like they're all gung-ho about just attack things where we it's like oh you want us to do something okay we'll go do something we don't just take side jobs without there being a purpose almost
2: i kind of suspect though even even if i knew how how the story unfolded in, in either story arc um you know if i if i decided to play this over and not take the mind thief right out of the gate i i you know it's been taking me so long to to try to figure out how to play this um yeah the mind you know, like the yeah. mind thief that you know if I, if i had to learn another character and start that over and then that one got retired and i took something different i mean there's there's so much replayability in it even if i knew what was coming I'm, you know, I I think it, I think it would still be a good game. Like it would still be challenging. Oh, yeah, oh
1: sure. It, it's yeah. still so. challenging because I'm playing like I'm playing the scoundrel in ours, and I'm playing Craig Hart in the other one. Yeah. two very yeah. different characters. Like Craig Hart's a area effect ranged. He he does have some really good melee options if you want to play it as melee. But he's I'm playing him as a ranged area effect kind of control type thing, and he is drastically different from the scoundrel. Mm-hmm. So even playing the same mission, it's like he can create obstacles and stuff. So it changes the map. Mm-hmm. And then he can destroy obstacles. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. So, like, he's. It's a very different playthrough when I'm doing it. So, I do have that where I had to learn the character. And then we went off completely on a tangent. So, I haven't repeated any of the quests for, like, a month. So, it's been good that way. Uh-huh. So, I'll be interested to see doing those same ones with, like, the scoundrel once we pick up that side of it, how it'll play out. But there's some things that. I guess it doesn't really matter cuz you'd find out eventually but like tra- some chests that you can collect can be trapped cuz it's always random sure. what you get right some right. some are good some are bad yeah so there are some that are trapped i will know which ones those are in in our playthroughs right, right, right so right. there's stuff like that where it's like yeah, I, mean, I, don't, I don't want to get the chest. Like, I won't tell you. I know it's trapped. I'm not going to tell you it's trapped, but it's like, I'm not going to bother with it. If you tell yeah, me to get yeah. it, it's like, nah, I don't want to. I don't care. And you guys might clue in that way, right? Because <laughs> I was like, I don't want yeah, to step Jeff on it seems and take to be damage. Avoiding that. Why isn't Jeff going for that? Chest? Yeah. Like, it's right in front of yeah, him? <laughs> yeah. Why, why isn't the scoundrel picking that up, right? Yeah. So there's certain things like that. Other than yeah, that, yeah. like playing the game from the tactical perspective, sure, I could play through these maps, I could go back and play these on. On, like the casual setting to try different things and, and stuff. Even, I, I well, wouldn't mind
0: that I'm playing with different characters too like, yeah you know going through again as a whole different character yep. and different brand, you know uh, um, pro- progressive tree or whatever like starting with like the 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 spell weaver and then going wherever the spell weaver goes would be a whole different experience and it would be interesting yeah it'd be like it wouldn't be a waste because it'd yep. be yep. fun to try
1: yeah you just it's some of the little surprises are going to be spoiled and it's not huge it's just yeah, it's a small thing it, yeah. it really is,
0: and but by that time there's it's like ninety some whatever missions in this game am I going to remember everything you probably I will would. yeah you will you will do it yeah. I, I don't have that memory I'll forget <laughs> it all it'll be a whole new game <laughs> something I I, like I, time stories yeah I could not go back and play time no. stories again any of those missions because you clue in you just clue in too too much mm-hmm. but something like this where it's all strategic and I, I I'm not gonna remember every little detail of every mission so it's It'd be replayable for me for that
1: it it does make it so that if i set up everything Mm -hmm. it is great because then you won't see what's coming up if i've already seen the mission it means that that one person has seen it can look and see exactly where everything's placed and just kind of set it up quickly yeah like we could use me that way to put a little bit more surprise to the people who haven't played that mission before and stuff so but i mean the game is so massive that i mean the other group, we've unlocked twenty percent of the game. I think we figured out yesterday, oh, and really? that that's twenty percent, about twenty percent. Which that's unlocked. Those yeah. are now options to do, and we've actually only played through seven or eight missions. And then there's some that we can't do based off of the choices that we've made. Mm-hmm. Like you close off things because you know if you ally with this person like we've done that with the merchant if you ally with her or go against her kind of stuff right 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 it closes off missions Mm -hmm. but that doesn't prevent you from playing them because you can go back like they're they're closed off for the campaign yeah but you can go and play them casual with your characters to experience it still Mm, okay so i mean we've unlocked 20 percent of the game but we've probably played like eight percent of it okay so and that, that means that you've got a long like a long time to play this yes. game like <laughs> it's gonna take a, a long time and as soon as you switch characters when you unlock a different one and retire your guy it's just gonna change everything for you again yeah it's gonna be completely and different. i'm yeah. i'm interested to see how that's gonna work because yeah. you don't start off like level one you start off based off of the your prosperity prosperity and yeah. stuff right like so it could throw you in kind of to the middle of a character where you're picking skills and stuff that's like oh i don't really know yet right and every so, time you
0: retire a character the next character you get a perk yeah so you a get free perk a free perk yeah
1: so it makes it makes the new characters i think there'll be like a, all this new challenge all of a sudden where right. it's like okay i was comfortable with this and now oh this guy is like plays totally different completely different, different. Mm-hmm. and i don't think that's one of the Best things about this game so far, I think, is all the characters that I've seen, and I like. I've seen all the starter characters at mm-hmm. this point only. Mm-hmm. They all play just that little bit different, that makes them intriguing. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, so I'm yeah. hoping that the unlocked boxes when you get that new character is the same way. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we'll I'm looking happens. forward
0: to that. So, it does feel like it's going to be a while before we get to oh, God, that. Yeah. Like, unless well, I, we get a bunch of bandits for you well, to unlock, something. Uh, <laughs> unless the mind
1: thief kills some. Uh, Oh, yeah, elites. What am I <laughs> at?
2: I think I, I have to kill twenty,
1: and I think I've got seven. Uh, yeah, that's a good progress, considering we have played six. Maps, and that, right?
0: that's, at least with yours, there's always going to be an elite on the board, yep. so there's a chance for you to think. like in like theory. For the bandits. We've how many missions now? We've had no bandits. Yeah,
1: right? I think we've played three missions with bandits, and then there's been, been nothing since. And yeah. I mean, with your, if say I had gotten with the scoundrel, I'd gotten the mm-hmm. kill elites. I've Probably killed about the same amount of elites as I have in bandits total. Yeah, and I could probably have her retired and like if I was actively trying to do it, I could probably have her retired by a
0: mission. Yeah, that one. Well, oh, here comes a buddy. Okay, <laughs> Jesus, you, cat. it's the kitty. He's come to visit. Okay, but yeah, um, it's definitely like the way they work out is like mine is like I have to do three missions. In, in this one wood and there hasn't even been three things unlocked in there yet so we've done like one so it's gonna be a while for me
2: one well, and interestingly with mine I, I could see how I could I could advance the mind thief quicker if if I just completely ignore you guys like yeah. if, I, if I forget about <laughs> being a member of, of the team, and
1: just you could just expend your stuff get experience get exhausted yeah. and be like you guys handle the rest like like
2: that last <laughs> one i i kind of had a sense that you guys would would be able and 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 it was probably the wrong sense to have because mm-hmm. it was so close at the end you know I, I thought well uh the the thing i have to do to get my perk is is so far ahead like i do like basically go through all three rooms get to the end so that i could trigger a trap be and or, or disarm it or whatever it was. I can't remember which which one it was.
1: It was just you had but, to trigger it on your turn in some way. Yeah, disarm yeah. And, or trigger.
2: But but the traps were like three rooms ahead, and mm-hmm. so it was you know so, well I'm going to ignore you guys. You guys handle all this stuff, and I'm just going to run through there <laughs> so that I can get my check mark, and I could do the same thing with the um you know with the experience like rotating through the the mind Thief's cards. And just keep rotating them through until I ma- until I max my experience out. Mm-hmm. You know, forget about what that would actually do to the to the tactics.
1: Um, just so I could get the experience to advance. And there's some characters know, that play much easier. Like the brute definitely gains experience faster. Oh my god! Yeah, he does. And yeah. Craig Hart gains experience at a phenomenal rate. Like I think I have Craig Hart. He's already level four. He's close to level five. Probably level five in like a mission. So and he's like this. His, he'll be seven missions in. So some characters gain experience really quickly, and then there's some that it's like you're lucky to pull off 10 a mission. Yeah. They're yeah. gaining 20 a mission. It's just, like, it's huge difference. Yeah.
2: My, my thing's a little bit like that. It's not It's not horrible. Buddy. But, <laughs> um, yeah, it's a little frustrating sometimes, you know, trying to trying to advance the character and just not, you know, because, like, you the mighty's hit points are so low mm-hmm. yeah, and you know so to to run up and try to engage combat and he has a know, lot
1: of melee card stuff like yeah. his augments and mm-hmm. stuff it's mm-hmm. just there's
2: very little range and so what i what i find I, that i kind of have to do is is you know let marcus get in there with the broods a little bit see if see if he wounds anything and then see if i can run up and steal the kill <laughs> yeah you know
1: it's not stealing it's Party cooperation. Yeah, exactly.
2: Uh, yeah. <laughs> hey, sorry about that, Marcus. I was I was
1: cooperating. <laughs> I hope you so. weren't trying to kill that for your check yeah. mark. Because, <laughs> <Yeah.
3: laughs>
1: well, uh, and I think that's why they have a little bit of that, like competitiveness in this one for the characters, as they're supposed to have that. Okay? Yeah, it might be. Yep. So, it, like, you're not allowed to share. You have to have your own gold. You can't pick up the loot at
0: the end. Yep. True enough. Well, that's probably a good place to stop for this episode. Because we'll have lots of opportunity to talk about Gloomhaven, I'm sure. Oh, (laughs) oh, I'm sure we will. Yeah. So we'll we'll cut it short there. Um, Thanks for listening. Uh, It's been a joy getting back into it. And hopefully it won't be too much longer before we get another episode out. But uh, until next time, be sure to uh, check us out on all our various platforms. Um, You can find us on iTunes, Google Play, we have a, a, a subreddit on Reddit. Um, we're now on Stitcher Radio as well, so you can always find us there. And uh, we have a, a guild on Board Game Geek, so we have a link to that from our, our site. So you can go check us out there and, and reach out to us if you'd like and, and talk to us and give us your opinions on Bloomhaven or any of these games that we've reviewed. But uh, it would be great to hear from you. But until next time, uh, take care and uh, keep on gaming. Good
3: day. Board now.